as well. And there's always David and his family, and, and they're always been such good friends of mine. And so thankful uh, for the opportunity to be here. And everyone else, if I start naming names, I'll get in trouble. But it sure is good to see everyone. I love you all, and I, you are in my heart often. Um, we, uh, we, we absolutely consider this a, a, a secondary home, and uh, we feel that way every time we come here. And that's because you love us that way, and I'm thankful for that. All right, let's get out of the way now and move into, hopefully, what God has for us today. I don't know, has anybody here ever gone to a convenience store? Your wife called you on the way home from work and said, Hey, I need you to stop by the get some milk and some bread. I need you to go by and, and just pick up a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, uh, nothing else. Be home. I got supper on the table. We're getting ready to eat, you know, all that good stuff. You're driving home and you're like, man, if I go to Walmart, I'll be there for nine hours and I'll get nothing done. And there's one cashier there working and they're working very hard, but there's only one of them. And there's 9,000 people in line. And, and so you say, what I'll do is I'll just swing into the old quick mart over here and I'll just pick up a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. No big deal, right? And get your gallon of milk. You get your loaf of bread, you walk up, you lay it on the counter. She rings it up and she's like, yeah, that's $27.95. You're like, wait a minute. I just wanted a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. I did not want the gold-plated bread and, and, and the gold-dipped milk. I just wanted just regular milk, regular bread. But the fact of the matter is that when you go to a convenience store, that it's a little bit more expensive. It's just part of the deal. You're, you're paying a convenience fee. You're paying a convenience tax. And um, not too long ago, just a few weeks ago, I, I, I had to pay a, a bill. We're paying our, one of our utility bills, and so I went online to pay it as I typically would. And their website was down; they were doing some updates or whatever, right? So I said, "Okay, no big deal. I'll just call the one eight hundred number." So I called the one eight hundred number. I think I was paying my water bill; it was like seventeen bucks for the whole bill, right? I called one one eight hundred number. I'm like, "Hey, I would like to pay this bill." She said, "Great. Do you want to pay with card or check? I'll pay with a card. Fantastic. That's a seven dollar ninety nine cent processing fee." I said, "Wait a minute." I'm calling you because your website is down. It's not my fault. It's your fault. She said, yes, I understand that. It's a $7.99 processing fee. I was like, wait a minute. You, wait, wait. We got to talk about this again. You don't understand. I wouldn't be calling today, but your website is not working and I can't pay it there. She said, well, sir, that's the convenience fee to pay by phone. And I said, well, that's not very convenient, is it? <laughs> so I paid the bill and practically doubled the bill that I had to be paid but I had to pay it. Why? Because it was a convenience fee. You go uh, now, lately in the last few months, we've, we've begun to see uh, these restaurants. They're doing uh, takeouts. And, and if you look sometimes on the bottom of the bill, it'll say convenience tax on there. You, you'll pay a little bit extra because, and if you have somebody to deliver food, well, you just go ahead and mortgage the house. I mean, forget about it. It's, the whole thing is just ridiculous at that point because you're paying a convenience fee. And what I want to talk to you for just a few moments today is this subject. It's because convenience is expensive. Convenience is expensive. We begin to look for convenience in the house of God, and, 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 and pastor didn't ask me to do any of this or nothing like that, but, 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 but we begin to look around, and in our world right now that we're in, it's not convenient to do what we've done before. It's difficult to live a normal life. Why? Because, well, normal is taken away from us. 
Normal has been completely stripped from everything we know. And, and, and so we begin to look for different ways of doing things, maybe looking for a more convenient. And, and I get it and I understand. And we're in the same boat. I'm in South Carolina. And uh, there was parts of South Carolina, the lower part of the state, that for a while there were, were absolutely terrible. And, and, and they were telling people, don't come. And that's because everybody from Ohio was coming down there. Y'all were, everybody was coming in. I was seeing pictures from all my friends there all at the beach. I'm like, wait a minute. What are y'all doing here in South Carolina? And people began to come together and this time is upside down and this world is upside down and we're beginning to see things and they're, they're changing the way of operations and what we do and how we do it and, and, and we begin to, to let that flow into our walk with God. You see, it's real easy to get convenient when we're talking about God. It's real easy to get convenient when it comes to our walk with God. You know, pastor, don't ask me to do this. That's going to take me uh, off of my normal uh, uh, schedule, you know, that, that you're going to ask me to give an extra little time here. You know, uh, uh, yeah, we could eat at home, but it'd be easier if we just had the family over and we just grilled and, and we did that stuff. And, and we won't watch necessarily today because everybody's coming over. It's just not convenient for us to do that. It's not good for me to do that. And many times that attitude begins to bleed over into our walk with God. In Hosea chapter 4 and 13 is where I take my text from today. And it says, uh, I'm going to read from the NASB. I think they're going to put up King James here, but it's very, very close. It says, they offer sacrifice on the tops of the mountains and they burn incense on the hills under oak and poplar and terebinth trees. Because the shade of the tree is pleasant. And while you're doing that, your daughters are playing the harlot and your brides are committing adultery. You see, God didn't call us out of darkness to live our own way and to do what makes us feel better. Instead, he calls us to take up our cross and follow him. It's not a lifestyle of convenience. God never called you and I to live a life of convenience. Quite the contrary. It is most inconvenient and we will sacrifice if we're not careful. Here in Hosea, we read about the men, the, the, the priests, they begin to, to sacrifice and do their, their worship. And as they do that, they look up on the hills and they see the trees up there. And they're like, man, that sure does look nice up there. It's beautiful. Look at the trees. They're growing. They've got shade. The, the, the leaves are blowing in the wind. It looks so nice. You know, we're, we're going to leave the tabernacle. And why don't we go up onto the hills? It's a little bit more convenient for us to go up there and sacrifice. And, and, and Hosea is writing and he writes a warning to him. And he says, I want you to understand that while you're doing this and you're burning incense on the hills and you're under the oaks and the poplars and the trees and the elm trees. And yes, they look so beautiful. And yes, it is so nice. While you're doing that, you're going against the word of God. And while you're going against the word of God, somebody is paying the price for your convenience. He said, while you're doing that, your daughters are playing the harlot and your brides are committing adultery. You must understand, convenience always comes with a price. It is always, it is, is always expensive. So often throughout the word of God, when we try to do it our way, when humanity tries our best to do it the way we think it will work best, when we wanted to do it the way we understood it, or God, if you just listen to what I had to say, I've got a better way, God. If you'll just hear what I'm telling you, God, if you'll just follow after my plan, what I thought was better, if God would just listen, yeah, I know God, I know you know everything, and I know you created everything, and I know you, you breathe life, but you know, I've got a pretty good idea too, God. 
We tried to approach God. Humanity time and time again has tried to, to direct God's path and to tell God how to do things and how it should be. God, I've got an idea or I've got a plan. We often in modern day church try to fit God in our box and we want it to be our way. We come to church, we clap our hands, we pray a prayer, we sing a song, we, the pastor will preach for five minutes, he'll tell some jokes, but don't step on my toes, pastor. Don't, 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 don't make me feel uncomfortable because that's too inconvenient. We go eat and then we get home and wonder why everything in our life feels upside down. We wonder why Johnny and Susie won't do right. And Mom and Dad's marriage is on the rocks. It's because convenience is expensive. Somewhere, somehow, someone in your family lineage will pay for your convenience. You may survive it fine. It may not affect you. You may make it okay. But somewhere, somehow, somebody's going to pay. Hosea said, you're worshiping in the mountains. Your daughters, while you're doing that, your daughters are turning into harlots. And your wife is committing adultery. Why is my family upside down, preacher? Why am I going through the struggles that I'm going through? I'm, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm not talking about that. But I'm just talking about the daily life that we live. Why do I feel like I'm battling left and right and everything I do? And little Johnny, little Susie don't listen to nothing I tell them to do. They don't act right. That's, that's a southern, you know, they don't listen to nothing, nothing you know. Sorry, it comes out every once in a while. I try to hide it, but it slips out. They don't do nothing I tell them to do. The kids are upside down. My finances are upside down. My life is upside down, and I don't understand it. Why? What's going on? Maybe it's because we're living the life of convenience. I've stated over and over throughout this to my churches. I believe that God is trying to get our attention. I don't believe that God brought this necessarily onto us, this pandemic as they call it. I don't believe it's from God, but I do believe that God uses everything for our good. And I believe that God is trying to wake up the church. I believe he's trying to remind us and let us understand that our time is short, that his return is soon. It will never return to business as usual. We will never go back to church the way it will be. And instead... It will cost us something. There will be a time when living for God may really come to the point, whether you want to hear about it or not, that it may cost you your life. I just read an article about our brothers and sisters in China. They are literally, they've been charged that if they're caught in church, they could be put to death. We say, oh, that'll never happen in America. Oh, it doesn't take but just a couple little changes. A couple votes to not go our way, a couple, uh, a, a couple ordinances, a couple laws, a couple mandates. I never thought ever that I would live in a world where I had to wear a mask everywhere I went. But all it took was just a mandate. So yeah, but that's different. We're trying to, I get it. I, I'm, I'm not, I, believe me, I don't have any problem with any of this. But what I'm telling you is that we are living in a world that can very quickly see change. That will change everything we know, everything we understand. Throughout all of this, you may have heard there's a coin shortage. Where we are, South Carolina, I don't know how, I haven't noticed it too much up here, but if you drive into McDonald's, they say don't pay with cash. No cash, use your card. You say, well, that's not that significant. Well, it is when you read Revelation, you find that we get to a place where we're in a cashless society. Amen. Where we have to have the mark to buy, to sell, 
to purchase food for our children. And when it comes to that point where we have to literally make a decision whether I am going to live or die, whether my children will eat or not, that's not convenient. That's actually very inconvenient. The time we're living for God will cost us something. And the question is, will we be willing to stand and say, yes, even if you kill me, I'll still follow him. That won't be convenient. But what if your life is fine? But what about your children? I'd be willing easily to give up my life, but when they start threatening my children, it changes everything. My wife and my children are with me today. This is the first time they've had an opportunity to travel with me here today. And I tell you, the more I'm with them, the more I like them. I'd have a hard time just giving them up. Sometimes there's a price. 1 Kings chapter 12 verse 25 tells us a story of the king. For time's sake, I'm not going to address it all, but there is a history here. The, the, the nation of Israel has been split into two. You have the north and southern districts, north and southern countries. And one of the kings there is Jeroboam. Jeroboam is not really... Uh, into living for God. That's not really his thing. As a matter of fact, he, he would rather people worship him. He's the king. He has received power. He thinks he's important. He thinks he's special. And he realizes something. That if he's not careful, people are going to realize that he is pulling them away from God. You can read 1 Kings chapter 12, the whole chapter on your own time. Matter of fact, I'd recommend that you do it. It's a wonderful chapter. But in there, I want to read from verse 25. And it says, Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. And he went out from there and he built Penuel. This is all the areas he built. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom will return to the house of David. If I'm not careful, this is what he says, then the kingdom's going to go back to Jerusalem. And he says, and if this people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of the people, the heart of the people will return to their Lord, even to Rehoboam, the king of Judah. That's the king of the north. He said, if I let them go back to Jerusalem and worship like they're supposed to, like God has asked them to do when it's time for the Passover feast and all those things, if I let that happen, then, then they're going to probably go back there and they're going to fall in love with that area and they're going to remember what it's like to be in the presence of God and they're even going to like the other king over there, Rehoboam, who's a pretty good guy, I guess, but I don't really like him because he's my enemy and I'm probably going to lose them. And he says, they will, will kill me and return to Rehoboam king of Judah. So the king consulted and he made two golden calves and he said to them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. You know, hey, Jerusalem's a long drive. You don't need to drive to Jerusalem to go to church. I got a new plan for you. He said, behold your gods, O Israel, that brought you up from the land of, the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel and he put another in Dan. Now this thing became a sin. Why? Because he took two graven images of golden calves and he put them one in Dan and he put one in Bethel and he said these, why don't you let these be your gods? I know you're the children of Israel and I know that, that God's delivered you from Egypt and I know all that stuff but that's such a long drive. Your, your chariots aren't getting good gas mileage lately and the gas prices are going high. I know it's a long ride. Why don't you just go to Dan or Bethel? It's closer. And when you get there, you can worship these calves, these just like 
Just like the gods that delivered you from Egypt. No big deal. Don't go all the way to Jerusalem. Just go here. Scripture goes on and says, Now this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one as far as Dan. And he made houses on high places and made priests from among all the people who were not the sons of Levi. Everything he did was contrary to God's law. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to set up church that's convenient for you. I'm going to put in some golden calves. They're nice. It's good gold. Pretty tall. Handsome. Crafted by the best craftsmen. I'm going to put them there. And he said, I'm going to put some priests in there. Now, they're not Levi priests like what God asked us to do. They're not the ones that, that, that God, you know, from the family of Levi, that God asked us to set up as a priest. I get it. But these are good guys. They're hardworking fellas. And, and uh, they'll keep their robes pretty white. And uh, they're, they're good guys. You'll like them. I know they're not exactly everything that God had laid out. He said, nah, we can't quite do it that way, but we'll do something that's really close. We'll make it convenient for you. It'll be a whole lot e easier. It's just, just going to be, you don't have to go all the way to Jerusalem. You don't have to go all the way up there and take days off work, and, and you're going to use up your sick pay. And You know what? Just, just hang out here. It doesn't matter if it's the truth, because it's, it's really just more convenient. See, what I've come to tell you today is that living for God is not convenient. It will be hard. It will be tough at times. It will be a struggle. The Bible tells us that our days are short and full of trouble. Easy is dangerous. Jeroboam said, look, I'm going to set it up and I'm going to make it easy. All you got to do is go to Dan. All you got to do is go to Bethel. The Bible tells us Jeroboam was successful. Wow, but then you begin to read into his lineage and you find that his son takes over. His son becomes the king now. Jeroboam is an old man and his son is the king. And now all of a sudden, all of the enemies of the southern kingdom come at once to attack them. His son is killed. Everything he has is taken. And they are taken into captivity. Everything that he had is lost. He wasn't so big, bad, and powerful anymore. And the enemies came and they destroyed literally everything. Why? Because the people had chosen convenience over God. And now the presence of God had left them. God wasn't in the statue in Dan. And God wasn't in the golden calf in Bethel. And God said, come to Jerusalem. He didn't say, do it your way. He didn't say, make it happen how you want to make it happen. You see, that wasn't convenient. It's better that I just watch from home all the time. And I'm not talking about during this stuff. I'm talking about the ones that, that have not come to church or darkened the doors because it's hard to get up and get going. Or the ones that go to the church down the road because, well, you know, they got better programs for my kids. And, yeah, I know they're not getting truth, but, you know, I mean, they have more fun, really. So it's a little more convenient. So often the price is paid. It wasn't convenient. It's better. I just do things the way I'm doing it. Don't, don't preach the truth at me. Don't tell me where I'm wrong. Don't tell me that I need to change. Don't tell me, preacher, that I'm not living my life right. Don't hurt my feelings. Don't, don't, don't tell me that I need to stop doing what I'm doing and live differently. You see, we have seen it different lately. I know online service and deep cleaning the buildings every week is not convenient. 
online services and, and, and coming here and somebody has to walk around. Y'all got a fog or somebody's got to fog this place. This is a big old building. There's a lot of fogging going on. They're going around, they're deep cleaning the building, they're wiping down the surfaces, they're, they're making sure this isn't convenient, but in these times it's necessary. And sometimes we've got to understand that living for God and walking with God is not convenient. First generation's okay, the second generation, maybe they're the ones that are lost. You see, they were still worshiping in Hosea. The first generation was still having church, they were just doing it in the convenient area, under the shade trees and but the second generation was the struggle. The second generation is where it was lost. And second generation. I guess my question for you today is if convenience is expensive, what are you willing to give up for? Acts chapter 24. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm closing with this. Acts chapter 24. We read the account of Paul. He's been in captivity. The governor, whose name is Felix, calls him there. He's intrigued by Paul and he says, Paul, tell me about what you believe and what you do. Who are you? Who is this Jesus you're always talking about? Tell me about it. Felix was a Roman. History tells us that he was the brother of a very high up Roman. So he kind of got the position just because of who he was. Felix says, all right, this is what I want you to do. Paul, I want you to come in here. I want you to tell me about the gospel. I want you to tell me about what you preach, what you teach. I want to know about it. Acts chapter 24, verse 24 through 25. I'm going to read it quickly. It says, And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul, and he heard him, he listened to him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned, as Paul, this is Paul here, reasoned of righteousness, he talked about living a life of righteousness and temperance. And he talked about the judgment to come. The Bible tells us that Felix trembled. Felix, the big bad Roman, who was powerful, when a spoken word could change uh, the course of, uh, of the, that life that Paul was living, could have him killed easily just by snapping his fingers. Paul stands in front of him and he tells him the gospel, gives him the truth, and the Bible says that Felix trembled and he answered go thy way for this time this scripture is one of my least favorite scriptures in the Bible not because it is not a good scripture but it's because it's so sad because convenience expensive Felix trembled and he answered go thy way for this time when I have a convenient season when it's a little bit more convenient for me, Paul, then I will call for thee again. When, when I feel like, listen, and you, you brought a lot to me today, and I really don't want to hear what all you have to say, and I don't really want to know what you're telling me, so I'll tell you what, I'll call for you. You don't call me, I'll, I'll call you. See, the problem is that convenience never shows back up. Then their children and the generations to follow, somebody pays. Today's just not a good day for me. I hear you, preacher. You're here. You're a guest. You're supposed to be funny. Entertain us when we go home. What are you doing up there? Telling me that maybe I should change something. I'm to tell you today that God is calling us to a life of sacrifice. It's a word that nobody wants to hear. You mean I got to give up something? Well, Jesus said surrender everything. 
and follow me. Living for God is not convenient. It's not easy to live for him, especially according to his word in this world. But in that is the reward. In the sacrifice comes the reward. When I was young, we used to have a saying in church. Those of you that have been around, heard this, I'm sure. But if you live for God hard, then it's easy. If you live for God easy, then it's hard. I thought when I was a kid, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's stupid. But now I see, the more I give to him now, the more control I let him have now, so much easier. You see, he doesn't mess it up. I'm the one that messes things up. He doesn't break it. I'm the one that breaks it. I'm the one that gets off track. I'm the one that makes silly decisions. I'm the one that hurts those around me. He fixes things. He's the heart mender. He's the fixer. Maybe today, Felix, you're out here. And you've already said in your mind, today is not convenient. Maybe you've heard me talking and you say, well, I don't really know that. Today's a good day for me. You know, the altars don't really open up the same way and COVID's going on and I don't want anybody to touch me while I'm praying and today's just not convenient. I struggle relinquishing control. My wife will tell you that I um, am a person of certain order. I do things the exact same way Every day. If that order gets thrown off, then it messes me up. Uh, if my keys get moved, I'll never leave the house. I'll just, just wander around aimlessly. I had keys somewhere. I don't look for them. I just know that they're not where they're supposed to be. And so, I'm just kidding. I do look for them. I'm a person of certain order. And, and when that order gets messed up, then it messes me up. Uh, I don't handle it well. I get dressed the exact same way every time. I... I, everything, I have systems that I do. I struggle relinquishing control in my life. When I do, I feel like I'm spinning out of control. But what I have found, and I close with this, what I have found is that when I surrender to Him, I find that the road that He takes me on is easy. Because I don't have to know where I'm going. I don't have to choose the stops. I don't have to fix the flat tires that come my way. Because He is now in control. If it's His trip, I just journey on. Keep moving. But that can only come when I surrender. Felix, maybe you're listening to me today. You say, today's just not more convenient for me. Today's just not a good day. I want to tell you that either way, convenience is expensive. 
What do you mean by that? Well, you can live a life of convenience right now in this world. Do things your way. Have it your way. Do how you want to do. Live how you want to live. Walk how you want to walk. You can do everything you want to do. It is America. We are in a mostly free country right now. And you can do what you want to do. You say, well, that's more convenient for me if I have it my way. But in the end, it will cost you literally everything. Yes, you have the right. God will never force anything on you. You have the right, even those under the sound of my voice today, to make any decision you want to make. But remember, convenience is always expensive, and it may come at the cost of your children, your grandchildren, even your great-grandchildren. Or, the other way you can do it is you can surrender all today. Go ahead and turn it over to Him. Let Him have control. Let Him move in your life. Receive His Spirit into your heart and into your life, into your daily decisions. Let Him lead you and guide you in everything that you do and everything that you're a part of. And you'll find that, yes, that you got a little bit of a cost up front. But living for Him is so much more convenient. Either way, Convenience is expensive. The question, I guess, is what price are you willing to pay? I'm going to ask everyone to stand. I'm coming to a close. My time is, is up. I know altar calls and things are different right now. But I'm reaching to you today. Just where you are, if you... Do whatever you're doing. I know it's Sunday morning and I may not be quite as evangelical as I should be this morning. God has placed this in my heart. To tell you that somewhere, somehow, you've just been going through the motions. You've just been doing what's convenient. God said, I'm asking you to give me all. Will you surrender? Or will you go home and just keep doing what you've been doing? That's not convenient for me. I'll tell you what, pastor. I'll tell you what, preacher. I'll tell you what, evangelist. I'll tell you what, youth pastor. I'll tell you what, hyphen leader. I'll do it when the time is a little bit more. I'll call you when the time is a little more convenient. But you see, the truth of the matter is, is that call never came from Felix. Felix gets in trouble. Or taking bribes. They call him back to Rome. He's put in jail never to see that convenient season. You see, because it's never, never convenient. Today is the day of salvation. Now. But what do I have to give up? Who cares? We have to get to a point where we're willing to say, I surrender all. That's not convenient. I'd rather do it now than later. Sooner or later, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess he's Lord. But by then, what have I sacrificed? What have I lost along the way? Jeroboam, what are you giving up? Well, I'll probably give up my son. You know what? I'll probably give up my kingdom. 
you know what, all the people that were under my leadership, they're actually probably be taken to Babylon, captive. Oh, convenience isn't expensive. Is it? Oh, yeah. Convenience costs. Question for you today. Felix, Jeroboam, maybe the fathers of Hosea. What price are you willing to pay for your convenience?